Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast, and may the odds be ever in your favor. I am your host, Billy Pollyhan, and with me, as always, is the Effie Trinket to my Hey Bitch Abernathy, uh, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another capitalistic uh, sacrifice of children. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're doing another money we're doing. The most interesting franchise of YA that they released in the last 20 years that has a lot of subtext, The Hunger Games. <laughs> yep, we're doing the goddamn Hunger Games because as of this recording mm -hmm. and of this month, there's going to be a new one. It's a prequel. Yes. And I'm very excited because I think the prequel is the best one. Oh, ooh, uh, yeah, because you read the books, right? I have read the books. Oh, ooh, hot take. That's going to be interesting. And I highly recommend the books. But we haven't seen the adaptation, so we don't know how it's no, going to no, no. the movie. But they have a lot to go off of, and it looks very promising. Question. Even though we haven't seen the new movie yet, do you think that they're going to adapt the whole book? Are they going to do as wish it would that maybe they're going to leave some parts open for another sequel? There's, uh, no, it's a pretty self-contained story. Nice, nice. I like that. I was, that, the thing that, that was one of my fears about watching the new one. I'm like, I mean, could they make a new one after that? Probably, but mm -hmm. I doubt, unless Suzanne Collins wants to make it. Yeah, a big pile of money could change her mind. So yeah, this is a very interesting franchise. The Hunger Games, once again, Produced by Lionsgate, the same company that did Twilight. And they seem to have the monopoly on all the YA uh, franchises. I think they did the Maze Runner. I'm not sure. Maze Runner was Fox. It was Fox. Okay, well, that's why I didn't give two but Fox two about anything. Ones, the two biggest ones is Twilight and Hunger Games. But yeah, those, those were their cash cows. Mm -hmm, because if I'm wrong, I think Lionsgate also had Divergent, but they were not big. No, it was so bad that they couldn't even finish the series. Seriously. But uh, based on the best-selling books by Suzanne Collins. Mm -hmm. And it is about... Well, if, you, if you've seen The Hunger Games, you probably know what it's about. It's about this tyrannical capital that forces 12 districts to pick one girl and one boy from the ages of 12 to 16 to fight to the death in, are in an arena. So you're saying Texas in 10 years? Essentially, it's just gladiator matches. Mm -hmm. But with children. It's pretty fucked up, actually. It's pretty fucked up, but also I'm like, it, we're, we're almost there? Let's hope not. Let's go get no. into those. Well, neither of us will be in the Hunger Games, so that's cool. Oh my god, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. what district are we going to belong to, though? If we'll put them right now. Wasn't there know. an argument when the movies came out that they tried to make kind of like a like a home map? What this you would have belonged to? I don't know. I don't really care. But there are uh this is the nation of Pan Am, not mm -hmm. the not the airline company, not Pan or Am. The TV show. Or the or the terrible TV show. <laughs> uh but if you want to know where Margot Robbie came before Wolf of Wall mm -hmm. Street, then you watch that. Um, there's 12 districts ruled by the evil capital and the hunger games came to be because it's a punishment for a failed revolt. So, Oh, and the uh, other thing about the hunger games, there's only one survivor. So 
That's 24 children. And only one will live to be the victor. And then we... The movie kind of starts with some expository dialogue with uh, the game maker Seneca Crane, who is uh, Wes Bentley, who, if you've seen Yellowstone, you know who he is. Oh, he was in Yellowstone? Did I knew that? Yeah, he's also in the worst season of American Horror Story. Oh, yeah, he was in, uh, in the hotel one, right? Oh, yeah, he was in Hotel as well. Yeah, he was the Lady Gaga husband, I think. Yeah, Lady yes, Gaga. Yes, he was, husband. but you've definitely seen him before. And talking with our Master of Ceremonies, finally get to talk about this guy, Stanley Tucci. Yes. As Caesar Flickerman. One day we'll get into the Devil Wears Prada. One day. Maybe. Maybe we do have a whole category that we carved specifically for that movie. Mm-hmm. But our main hero is 16-year-old Katniss Everdeen of District 12, played by Jennifer Lawrence. And this is the movie series. Very much put her on the map. More than, like, she had done a movie called Winter's Bone, but, Mm -hmm. like, hardly anybody saw it. This made her a superstar. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't she get nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Winter's Bone? You are correct. Yeah, I was like, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and she is helping her sister with anxiety, her sister Prim. Mm -hmm. And she's freaking out because this is Prim's first year in what is called the reaping ceremony. Essentially, it's a lottery for who gets picked in the Hunger Games. And it's chosen at random. And yeah, Prim is freaking out. And then she sings a little song to calm her down. And we see shaky cam. Mm -hmm. A lot of shaky cam. And that these districts are dirt poor. Yeah. They're like ghetto poor. Like really, really poor. I also, it's pretty interesting that a white girl that is Carney Severdine, she's technically living like a, like a Mexi, like a, like a, re, the really poor side of Mexico, like living in a little cabin, getting, wedding her, like a, having a shower from water from the river. I'm like, it's kind of nice, though. They're seeing a white person suffer like that a little bit. But I was like, but it's interesting, though. But this is the other thing that I'm, I need to ask you, talking about contents of the books. One of the complaints that I agree with the movie, but I know because the movie, because of the pacing, you have to go faster. Was, were they really struggling with food? Because they look very well fed sometimes, though. Yeah, in the books, it's explained that uh, food is very scarce. You got to do certain things if you want more food. And there's a whole, like, black market of everything. And essentially, everyone's starving. So kind of like something green. Uh, yeah, except they're not made out of people. Yeah, but we got to alert. Spoiler alert for a 50-year-old movie. But like in Soiling Green, that Chartu Heston had to do so many things to get a piece of steak. Yeah. Like, they go to so many hurdles to get a piece of steak. Well, this okay. is shown a little bit with Katniss and her hunting. Mm-hmm. Also, that cat, there's a whole story with that cat that they left out that is in the books. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's just a nice little Easter egg. Oh, yes. And this year, it's the 74th Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And we meet katniss uh, um or we see katniss hunting and she her primary weapons are bow and arrow mm-hmm. she's very good 
I liked when she crumples the leaves to see where the wind is going, shoots mm -hmm. a rock to distract or to bring a deer's attention. And then, of course, it's ruined with the arrival of her best friend, Gail. Ooh! Played by baby Thor himself, Liam Hemsworth. The you other Hemsworth. Oh, I remember when this movie came out, they were Team Gail and Team Pita t-shirts. Like, That's literally like, the only reason why Gail is in this movie, is mm -hmm. to create a sort of not really love triangle. We'll, we'll get into the others. But. We're going to get into it, but we know who's going to win at the end. In the first movie, they even established it that we know who's going to win at the end. Yeah, but I actually do really like the conversation he has where he's just like, hey, you know, we could just, like, get out of here and mm -hmm. just live on our own. And then she's just like, come on, Gail. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Then they got to go to the Hunger Games. And we see this little scene where he finds a piece of bread. And apparently bread is a big luxury. Mm -hmm. Bread. Bread. And also, I like the little tidbit that Gail says that I'm like, uh, because he's almost turning 18, that he's now, his name is 42 times. So he's, the odds could not be in his favor because there's more chances that he's going to get pulled to the comic games. Oh, yes. And they say that the more times you write your name down, the more food you get. Mm -hmm. Like if you are chosen. And that's the thing that I want to ask you too about the book. I understood that according to the movie, that according to what you're getting older, closer to the range of the games, that's when your name is gets like written. Yes. Okay, so it's not like a, oh someone like sponsored you to be on the list. Or no, 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 like you that. sponsor yourself. You sponsor yourself. Okay, got it. Got yeah, you and you're really not given a choice. Yeah, because everybody has to do it. Yeah, it's like paying taxes. We know mm -hmm. nobody wants to do it, but you kind of have to because that's just the way that it, and it's a it's a punishment. So <laughs> another yeah. two well, because I'm going to ask you quite Lara about the books because I never wiki them. Did the mother or the father of Candice have to do something with the games? They never got chosen, right? The parents of Candice? No, they never they got chosen, chosen to play. OK, no. got it. No. And I mean, if they were chosen, then they wouldn't be there. And also, only, we established there's only one person from District 12 that's still alive that has won the games. Oh. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. But we'll anyway, get into it, yeah. Uh, we then meet our first person from the Capitol, and you can tell because they look ridiculous. And that is Effie Trinket, played by Elizabeth Banks. Her best role. She the fully embraces how ridiculous the Capitol is is it's not only ridiculous you know the best way that i can describe it all of the people at the capitol are wearing almost the same custom design as the cat in the hat pretty much they look like dr seuss characters, they look like dr. Seuss characters. <laughs> elton john and liberace yes. in a blender like it's it's crazy but that said i do love the contrast between the districts and the capitol because in the districts, all the clothing is very gray and everything's dirty, very sullen. Again, dirt poured, literally. Mm -hmm. literally. And the thing about the districts is they each represent a piece grade of, of richness. Well, not only that, but they also contribute the, something. To and society, in District yes. 12, they contribute coal. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty, you would think it'd be a pretty rich district, but actually it is one of the poorer districts. 
it's kind of like reflecting on real life uh, situations that are on. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a call of diamonds. It's going to be the most uh, the dirtiest spot in the world, like in Black Diamond. Pretty much. And then we get the reaping ceremony. <laughs> and Prim's name is called. Um, yes. And of course, we get the famous, I volunteer. I volunteer as tribute because that's the other thing is that somebody can volunteer to go into your, uh, to take your, your place. Your place. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Katniss takes the place of Prim because Prim, being 12 years old, she wouldn't have survived. No mm -hmm. way. No chance. But also, don't forget the exposition of the propaganda film of how all of the rebellions that all of the this whole rebellions war that happened that I'm pretty and there sure there were could, 13 districts. There were 13 districts. I'm like, and this is my question to you. Was this exploring the prequel novel? Um, the thing about the 13 districts, how it got destroyed, and the whole how they established the Hunger Games. They no, never they, no, no, no. They explain how they established the Hunger Games, but they don't really talk about District like, 13. Like talking about they left that open still. No, no, no. There was there was no District 13. But wasn't there a story in one of the books that the maybe there was gonna be a 13, but it got destroyed in the past? Yeah, that's the the context in the books. There were 13 districts, and then they bombed it to shit. So mm -hmm. now there were only 12. So they, they explained that in the main series. Oh, and, okay. Uh, but, but they don't explain, they don't explain how the actual games came to be until the prequel novel. Oh, that's, that was part of, part of my question. So they do explain that in the prequel novel or how the how game started. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And uh, okay. anyway, um, so Katniss takes Prim's place. And then we get another boy, Peter Malark. Played by Josh Hutcherson. Little Manhattan's Josh Hutcherson. That damn movie, one of the movies that Raul has annoyingly told me, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. I swear to God, I will watch it. It's one of his best performances because when I saw this movie, I already had seen Little Manhattan. I'm like, oh my God, is that kid already grown up? And I'm like, yeah. There was a couple of movies that I remember Josh Hutcherson in as a little kid. Mm -hmm. And then seeing him... At in this i was like oh man people are actually going to know his name mm -hmm. it's going to be sweet and then we see she says goodbye to her family and stuff and her mom is it's established that her mom was very torn up about and almost catatonic when the, the, her dad, dad passed died. away mm -hmm. and he died in a coal mining accident mm -hmm. and he she goes you got to be strong you like you you cannot f up they you have to be strong. I will not be here. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny how she reacts to everything because she's very uh, warm and open with Prim. And... But not with Katniss. No, Katniss is warm to Prim. Yeah, but not the mother to Katniss. It's like very kind of like cold. But sometimes. Katniss not to her mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's because Katniss is... A little frustrating for mm -hmm. me because she's very introverted very stoic and we know she's very cynical as well and i understand that's part of the world but sometimes it can be a bit too much mm -hmm. i don't know if it's for me i know some people that absolutely cannot stand katniss everdeen like her abrasiveness can turn people off the wrong way Mm, interesting, interesting. But anyway, they get shipped to the capital, and, and Effie also, is just 
completely not reading the room at all. And it's very funny to watch. I love that because that's the thing that I like about how she's kind of like trained into see something in a way because I also like the focus on Effie, how she narrates and loves the propaganda film. It's like, oh, I love that line. And the way that she's like, oh, you're going to get the best drink ever. You're going to get all of this food. This drink can go 200 miles an hour. You cannot even feel the trip. And doesn't see that Candace and um, and Jazz Hutchers and uh, Pita, they're completely still shocked that they got chosen for the games. They're still processing. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna, you're going to eat fucking shrimp, cookies, whatever. But just I, know it's only for a limited time. And it's just <laughs> like, lady... Shut up. Mm-hmm. Also, you forgot about the Mockingjay pin. Ah, uh, yes. She just found this random Mockingjay pin. What are Mockingjays? You will see that later in the films. Because mm-hmm. you'll see, much like Avatar The Last Airbender, there are hybrid animals, but they do make sense in this universe. Oh, that is true. There is a lot of hybrids over here. I mean, not many things, but mm-hmm. still. And then, while this is happening, we get to meet their mentor, who was he's the only survivor and uh, he won uh, the hunger games mm-hmm. happened to be the 50th hunger games and that is my favorite character and that is Hamish abernathy mm-hmm. played by woody harrelson we finally get to talk about woody harrelson i love this man he is so good in everything one day we'll do kingpin in the Zombieland movies one day i mean he's done so many great dramas mm-hmm. from like true detective to natural born killers three to people versus three billboards the people versus larry flint like the the filmography is crazy and then you contrast that with stuff like cheers and zombie land and the man's got range and hell yeah. venom let there be carnage yes. he's the best anyway back to the point yes. hey mitch is very much he does not care at all he's just there to get drunk and he even tells him he's like just let them uh just just take comfort in knowing that you're uh probably gonna gonna die die. Mm -hmm. and then they're like well then why the hell are you here and he goes for the refreshments (laughs) where's my eyes i love how he said where's my eyes where's the eyes and the freaking wig that he has on as well i'm like Man, you definitely rock that Kurt Cobain hair. <laughs> and uh, then Peta, we see a lot of Peta's character, is mm. that he never gives up. Mm. And he's very much, but he's also got like this innocence to mm-hmm. him. And he's just like, I'm going to talk to him. And Katniss is like, Katniss barely says a word. Mm-hmm. She is very much the introverted person. Also, she's a very quiet character for, for, um, for a protagonist. We, the most focused on Katniss is uh, all of her stares. Uh, I also like the, the, the flashback of how Pita and uh, the connection between Pita and Katniss about the piece of bread to the pigs. Yeah, and it's implied that he burned the bread to give it to her. Mm-hmm. And then um, while this happens, we meet, we see the capital and how very different and just silly looking everybody looks. It's over the top, but it's meant to be because you're like, these people are so full of themselves mm-hmm. and so arrogant. It's, and also, it's very funny. You know, Hamish established that 
you had to like the, you had to be a good person to for the sponsors to like you. Yeah, because the, the thing about the Hunger Games, I know we're only twenty minutes in. We haven't even actually gotten to the games. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of lore, but he says you really want to know how to win. You got to get people to like you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're freezing to death, or you're burnt, or something like that, and you need something from. And um, you can get certain things and items that you would need, mm-hmm. um, but they have to be sponsors, uh, have to pay for that stuff to be delivered in the arena. Mm-hmm. And he's like, trust me, a, canteen, a drink of water or a box of matches can mean the difference between life or death. And the only way to get sponsors are f- is to get people to like you. And he's like, you, sweetheart are very much on the wrong foot. <laughs> and when PETA gets to the Capitol, he's waving, and then Hamish is like, you should take note from him. He mm. knows what he's doing. And look, he's Peter's stupid face. And we think he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Peter's playing the role. Like, yeah, he's... and he he's very much aware. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get to, well, all the tributes, as they're mm-hmm. called, have to get... All their body hair waxed as well. And this is where we meet the makeup team. Mm-hmm. In the books, they are more. But the main one you got to know is Cinna. And he mm-hmm. is played by Lenny Kravitz, of all people. Yes. And Lenny Kravitz is actually really normal. Mm-hmm. Compared to everybody else at the Capitol. Very minimal makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like... Because he has to design the costumes mm-hmm. that they are presented with. Because they're drawn in a chariot and they got to represent their district and with the thing that they read the the product that they get to the capital yes and they have coal Mm -hmm. and he's just like i want i want to make an impression Mm -hmm. these guys and he has a great idea so what he does is give them these black outfits like coal Mm -hmm. and then puts fake fire on them so it looks like you know burning coal Mm -hmm. and it is the thing that everybody goes nuts about Mm -hmm. while this happens we also meet our president president coriolanus snow the villain of the series played by donald sutherland and this man is just evil dumbledore Mm -hmm. or santa claus depending on what you want to look at him as Donald Sutherland is so interesting that they give him a role for this, for specifically that he took a role for a franchise. It's surprising that he stayed on, uh, that he kept kept staying on the movies, though, because this is another thing that this movie also established. I think it's one one of the first ones that did like a big cast because the Twilight movies and uh, the other one that I forget before, Hunger Games, they did the Harry Potter was like always like unknown actors and some or, or theater actors, theater actors. But this was like, no, we're gonna get caliber actors, like in the sense of the main stars were basically little. They had some experience, but were basically unknowns mm-hmm. to like the main public. And then every all the supporting people, pretty big names. 
Yeah, because like well-established actors. Because then after Hunger Games, then Beautiful Creature had a really big cast. That movie, that, that franchise didn't kick on, and then Divergent even had even got Jeff Daniels for the third movie. Like the the cast of oh, they had Divergent. Kate Winslet in the first two. Mm-hmm. She was a good villain though. I like Kate Winslet as a villain. Oh, yeah, she's villain. Kate Winslet. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the president President Snow is like happy hunger games and may the odds be ever in your favor and he's looking directly at katniss as well yeah because i i feel like he has a sense of sense of which one is gonna rebel yes and he's very perceptive do not mistake this old man as frail or Mm -hmm. senile or anything like that he is very much the cold calculating kind Mm -hmm. of man Mm -hmm. and I think that's why Donald Sutherland did it because Snow is a great character. He's kind of like a serious version of Palpatine. You think about it. He's very much like Palpatine. Yeah. In the sense, in the sense that he's a schemer. But anyway, um, they train for a bit. And I don't we forget get, about the, the the room that they get because they're District Twelve. I they love get the, the inverse. Room. They get the highest room in the penthouse because they're the poorest district. They get the best stuff. Which they is get pretty the best cool. meats, the best desserts. And it looks like one of those weird concept houses. Yes. You know, something like a Frank Lloyd Wright would design. Mm-hmm. Or it's one of those things, uh, like one of the, uh, like uh, Edna Mode's place in The Incredibles, where it's very, it's like stuff in weird angles. And it is weird angles and the levels also feels like, a, let's make a, the calling house, but weirder. And more yeah, art Culture deco. House is definitely not normal, but it looks cool. It looks cool. I mean, I mean, this looks cool too, but like in a way that is very true to this universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, but... because this universe is very kind of like very focusing on grace, metals, and every every single person wears really colorful outfits. Like you're in West Hollywood. This it's is basically, it's, it's basically it's like West a... Hollywood. It's yes. so. But the colors definitely contrast with the districts. And Mm -hmm. the wealth and luxury is very much Mm -hmm. here. And then while we train... Oh, we also meet what are known as the careers. Mm -hmm. Which are... So districts 1, 2, and 4, typically, they're the richer districts. Mm -hmm. And they provide... uh, Training. Training for for these kids. And a lot of them do volunteer. It does and look kind of like cheating, though, that they already It's basically for cheating. It is and cheating. Yeah, they know that. And Effie's just like, oh, they don't get any tr- special treatment more than anybody else. They don't even get dessert. And it's just like, Effie, come on. Effie, shut up. I'm almost like, yeah, and then everybody's just like looking. And PETA at one point is just like, dude, I know I'm probably going to die, so you might as well just train Katniss. I love the thing about Peter, his humbleness. Because he said, my mother told me crying, I know, son, I know you're going to die because the only one that's going to survive is her. No, she said District 12 might finally get a champion. That is not you, it's her. Yeah. But still, though, like, it feels very personal. The way that the mother said that, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, but... I also like uh, how Pita, he wants to focus on on, on Candace because also Candace has the strength that she has the bow and arrow. But then, he, then Candace says, but you are really strong. 
specifically because it's kind of like the subversion because Jazz Hutchison is really small compared to Candace. He's hey. he's he's like five foot six. He's tiny. Yes, he's tiny. And uh, the, it's it's established why is because he works in the bakery there, mm-hmm. and he hauls hundred pound bags of flour all the time. So he's very good at. That's how he got so strong. Mm-hmm. And. We'll also see that he's very good at camouflage, which is decorating. Cakes. Decorating cakes, which is not an easy thing. It's a good ability, though. It is, but it also leads to one of the dumbest, or one of the silliest moments. I like it, though. I know what you say. Anyway, some of the careers, Mm -hmm. three of them I recognize immediately. One of them Mm -hmm. I had to look up, but um, one of them, unknown Jack Quaid. Mm Mm-hmm. And another one, the girl from Orphan, who looks just like my friend Maggie, and I Mm -hmm. tease her about it all the time. I mean, I'll show you a picture of her later, but you're going to be like, yeah, that's the girl from Orphan. (laughs) And uh, if you've watched Heels, then you know Alexander Ludwig. And yeah, they all have silly names. But the the other thing about this universe is there's a lot of Greek and Roman named people, and that's done on purpose. Yeah, like um, the Alexander Lowica, his name is Cato. And then uh, you gave uh, Rue. Like, there's so many different names. Uh, Marvel. That was the name of Jack Quay's character, Marvel. Even though he has yet to appear in a Marvel movie. Oh, he will. He will. Well, and- he's Team DC and Team The Boys right now. Wait, was he in the DC movie? No, Adventures of Superman, dude. Oh, I forget that he's a voice. I forgot. It's like a movie. Anyway, they are very much skilled, and they have a huge advantage, and they typically form an alliance to pick off everybody else mm-hmm. until one of them. And even Hamish is like, it's usually one or two that ends up winning most of the time mm-hmm. because of this. And we see just a whole training montage, and we meet this little girl, Rue, and mm-hmm. she's the she is so cute though, and you love her with her big doe eyes and big bushy hair, and yeah, she grows up to be Amanda Stenberg, an actress that I personally don't like, mm-hmm. but I can't deny that she's not bad. She's a good actress. Yes, I just don't like some of the things that she does personally, mm-hmm. but not a bad actress. But yeah. it's so weird because she was so little. Like, really little. And I remember when Hunger Games came out, and I was in the middle of high school, and this was, oddly enough, it kind of blew up. Because I thought this was just going to be, like, a fad. Like, oh, it's another Twilight knockoff mm-hmm. YA thing. It's it's a dime a dozen now, because studios, once Harry Potter came out, they really tried to capitalize on YA novel. I remember that I think this movie made like a hundred million dollars opening weekend. I think. Yeah, and then this movie came out and surprisingly did very well at the box office mm-hmm. because they did it during Thanksgiving weekend. Which and is a I very re- smart thing. And I think Catching Fire almost made two hundred million dollars opening weekend. Catching oh, Fire. We- oh, when yeah. we get to Catching Fire, damn! But that's that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Catching Fire is the most fun one in the whole franchise, but I also I like that they that the the people from the first district that they already trained and forming an alliance in the background. 
And I also like that Rouge is really good at hiding. Even during the training, she hides to technically not train, but to technically spy on every single one of their weaknesses and strengths. And Hamish told Peter and, uh, and Katniss to not show their strengths, to not be in a bow and arrow or being strong. But then I love this thing about because it's going to like establish that Candace doesn't give a crap about Peter romantically, not even as a friend, but now they have to be technically partners. So I like yeah, that. You, you got to work together. They to have survive. to work together. And I love that. I was like, they, they, they're laughing at you. They demonstrate that you're stronger. And I'm like, Oh, I, 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 I like that. And I love you, it. I get what Hey Mitch is trying to do. You don't want to put a target on your back because then they'll kill you immediately. Mm -hmm. You want to keep your threat level down, even though he knows how capable they are. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because they end up, Katniss is like, I don't give a crap what you say. I'm going to do things my way. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing. Katniss is stubborn as can be. Oh, yeah. She's really stubborn. She is very defiant. I do like the defiance in, in Katniss. She's like, no one is going to tell me what to do. She's very stoic. Mm -hmm. too. And, and usually, this is the biggest problem I have with this. Mm. In the books, it makes sense because you see it through Katniss's point of view. And mm -hmm. she narrates everything. You yeah. can't really do that in movies. So they have to find other ways to do it. And for the most part, I think they do okay. Yeah, because... The way that I see the movie, specifically this one, the first one, it feels like we're watching a reality show. The way that the movie cuts and the way that the, we all focus on every single character. And also, Stanley Tucci, his character, he, every like five, ten minutes, we kick on like a little exposition about the games. And he's always mad. And it feels like we're watching a reality show. And, I, and the shaky cam definitely helps. Yeah. You're either, you better get used to shaky cam in this movie. Well, it's also because the movies are technically a commentary of reality shows and capitalism. And the, the movie has a lot of uh, has a lot of like messages. Yeah, and the reason why I think this works, it goes through the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. Such as, for an example, there's the call to adventure, which for Luke Skywalker it would be when Princess Leia's message, or he sees Princess Leia's message. Uh, for Frodo, it's when he's given the ring. For Harry Potter, it's when he's told he's a wizard. In Katniss's case, it's when she volunteers mm -hmm. in Prim's place. It's a literal call to adventure. Mm -hmm. And the mentor is Haymitch, who would be like Dumbledore or Gandalf or Merlin or something like that. Even mm. though Haymitch is no Merlin, I can tell you that. No. he is. But he is he's brutally honest, but he's also very funny. And yeah. he seems like he doesn't care. He's a lot like Mickey from the Rocky movies, where he seems like a hard ass, but in the end, you know he does care about these people. Or like Bobby gotta... from Supernatural. Exactly. They're hard on them because they care. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are getting interviewed by Stanley Tucci, Caesar Flickerman, mm -hmm. and it's to give an impression. And while this happens, during PETA's interview, he just tells the whole capital and the world that he has a crush on he's had a crush on katniss mm -hmm. and she gets pissed too she pins him up against the wall and is just like what the hell you made me look weak and Hamish is like no he made you look desirable mm -hmm. i can sell this and also be you just jump a little bit because i do why one of my favorite scenes is katniss doing her ranking test 
when um, everybody has to show their like uh, their abilities to the game master to Wes Bentley, and I love that. And she's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm Candy Severin from District 12." And then she misses on the target, uh, like she misses, and then she's like, uh, "Everybody still keep eating." And then she's like, she goes directly to the heart of the target, and then nobody's watching, and she's like, "What the hell?" And I love that she grabs the bow and arrow, sees uh, the game master. Talking with other people, I was like, oh my God, you brought me a pig. Oh, I love eating a pig. Did you try, already try it? And then Candace shoots directly to the apple that the pig is holding on his mouth. And the game master and everybody goes silent. They look at her, and Candace is like, thank you for your consideration. The way that she bows in a really sarcastic way, that's my favorite moment of Candace in the movie. Thank you for your consideration, bitches. Like, uh, that's her, like, Drop the mic moment. I'm like, you cannot skip that scene. I love that scene. Yeah, and then Effie ends up getting pissed. Oh, yeah, and it's because they go from 1 to 12, so 12 always goes last. Mm-hmm. And it's just to show their abilities, and they get a score. Mm-hmm. And you obviously want a higher score because people will want to sponsor you. Also bet on you. And bet on you because there's a mm-hmm. big betting pool. and But that also it puts a bigger target on your back. Mm-hmm. So when they gave of, it's of course on a scale of one to twelve, and they give Katniss the higher score of eleven, and uh, Wes Bentley talks with President Snow in his garden, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Why did you give her such a high score?" And he's like, "She deserved it." And he's like, "You know to know why we have a winner." I mean, why not just randomly grab 24 children from each district and execute them? It'd be quicker. Mm-hmm. Hope. Said, the only thing worse than fear is hope. Mm-hmm. A little bit of hope is fine. Too much hope and it's dangerous. He's like, or he goes, a spark is fine, but too much and it gets dangerous. And he's like, contain it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he gives him basically a warning, like, don't fuck this up or I will kill you. That's Paco Hoke destroyed the, the Empire. Yeah, and you, you you get the sense this man does not mess around. But he's also, he's very aware of I how mean, like, he is seen. I Sutherland in this movie gets maybe like 20 lines, and all of his 20 lines are amazing. Like, damn. I, I, I'm like, I just wanted to hear Donna Sullen talking more evil every single minute. <laughs> every yeah, single movie. And, uh, Katniss gets the highest score. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did it also because she's acting kind of defiant. Mm-hmm. So they want to put a target on her back. And it very much does. And but I also happens, love like, how Peta tells that to Cesar Flickerman. I was like, uh, so do you have a girl at home? And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I have a crush on her, but she noticed me until the reaping. Well, if you win, you can ask her out. I can because she's here with me, and I love the silence. I was like, oh, oh, oh and her face as well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we we already went through that scene. I know. But while that happens. Um, Oh, yeah, it's also hard for Katniss to connect with people. That's established. She connects really well with Cinna. In the books, it's much better because you get mm-hmm. more scenes with them. But um, Cinna also sneaks in the Mockingjay pin as well. And, and it, he snuck it in because they're not allowed to have weapons on them mm-hmm. when they start the games. And Haymitch is just talking to her. He's just like, just don't go off too early or you will blow up. Do not go towards the middle because there's a big cornucopia full of stuff. And don't go directly to your weapon. 
Yeah, because the better stuff is in the inside of the cornucopia, but that's also acts as a trap because you're probably going to get killed easier there. Mm -hmm. And it, so it's essentially just a big honeypot. And Naomi says, go to the high ground, try to get water. Yes, water is your friend. Also, just get a backpack and get your ass out of there. And then when they do the whole countdown and everything, and every all the tributes are just freaking out on the inside. You can see it on their faces. They the don't do it. Comments is really good in that moment. And just the silence. Whereas people get brutally murdered. And, and, they, sh and they show it too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like super graphic, but it's more graphic than you think it is. Well, Peter Dean is graphic. Yeah, and we see immediately half the tributes get killed, literally half. And, mm -hmm. of course, the careers end up dominating and getting most of the cornucopia and stuff. And they and also know the trauma of the bombing, that boom, that you hear the, the cannon every time that is, someone dies, boom. And that's the whole other thing with the site, oh, with the Hunger Games. It's, it's a big psychological thing. Mm-hmm. And we delve into that a little bit more later in the series, but mm -hmm. you know, Katniss goes up a tree, and then we see that Peta has actually formed an alliance with the Careers as well. And you're like, "Why, Peta? Thought you said that you love my heart, her. my shit." Especially with their nice uh, heart to heart scene where he's like, "I, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna die, I still want to be me." Yeah, I like that moment too, uh, but. Also, this is what I want to ask you, though. Did he form the alliance just to try to survive, or he was playing a long game just to, for them to distract them to distract them from, from Katniss? Oh, very much the long game. So it was a long game. I always had a feeling yeah. I'm like a... Yeah, and then uh, we see that they find Katniss, but she's up the tree, and uh, she just waits him out. Mm -hmm. And then But this see... is the other thing that gets me pissed, though. And I thought that even though because I never read the books when I saw the movie the first time, I thought that the whole twist of the whole games, I thought it was going to be kind of like an interesting kind of thing that all of the children were connected to VR and they were, some of them really did die, but they're technically they were not in a real place. They were all connected in a fake place. Especially how we see the game master controlling the environment, like making fires. Yeah, that's animals. the other thing. There are game masters and just people that will manipulate things in the game to make it go their way. Oh, yeah, and every year they say that they change the the arena to a different theme. Mm -hmm. And this year um, in the Hunger Games, it's conveniently a forest, which is Katniss's bread and butter. So mm -hmm. she already has an advantage there. And uh, then we see Rue, the little girl from District 11, that Katniss sees as... You know, because she can't see Prim. Uh, she has a she has a thing for being like a big sister and mm -hmm. little girls, especially. And Rue is established that she can climb up very sneakily high because mm -hmm. she's so small. And she's like, hey, look up there. There's a nest of what are called tracker jackers. Mm -hmm. And these are genetically engineered wasps where... Well, if they sting you, not only is it painful, but you can get hallucinations and in some cases death. So mm -hmm. she saws off the branch, drops the tracker jacker nest on them, kills one of the career girls in a again, a very brutal way. She gets stung so many times that she's just basically a, a lumpy mattress by yeah. the end of it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and, but she also face. had the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And then Katniss has to break her hand open to get the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. So, but now she has her weapon. And, and a also- lot of this movie is just a lot of weird pacing because there's a lot of stretches of period where there's no talking. Yeah. Also, you forgot to mention of how they announced how the people died. Not only with the cannon, they showed on the big ass screen hologram of every single person. I was like, this one died for this in 11. Did, this you, one did you see that they make it so that everybody can see it too? Yes, yeah, so everybody can see it. Yes, because it's on the big top of the hologram. Because they also have uh, trackers in them. Yeah, because uh, wasn't it more that Stephen King novel? Um, the, the whole thing that they did at the Simpsons movie. The whole like uh, oh under the dome, yeah. So it's like kind of like a, they're trapping an area, and the dome has all of the transmissions from the capital. And also, I like the commentary to how the game master controls the game because it's that commentary that reality shows are scripted. Also, too, as well. There's a lot of social commentary, especially later in the movie. But mm-hmm. Katniss avoids the careers, but then. Wes Bentley is just like, no, 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 we're going to put him, her towards them and causes mm-hmm. a fire, forest fire, which also ends up badly burning her leg. Mm-hmm. And as somebody that has been burned on the job before, not like that, thankfully, mm-hmm. but that's like a good second degree burn. And it's it's pretty brutal. Like, so, like when she gets in the water and everything, you're like, oh, man, it's got to be the best sensation in the world. Mm-hmm. But they do find her. She somehow avoids them. Oh, no, no, that's when... Uh, that was before the wasp. That was before the, the tracker jackers. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's how she ended up there. Mm-hmm. And... I love that when she's hallucinating because she got stunned by the tracker jackers when she did that whole thing of getting the bow and arrow. She imagines Caesar Flickerman. And I'm like, he could cause hallucinations. Like he's in the middle of the woods. And I'm like... These are really interesting that she's imagining Stanley Tucci in the middle of the uh, of the whole forest. And um, I also like that we go into she Candice wakes up and she meets up with Rue and she has her boy in arena. Rue tells her that all of the uh, or the those champions from the first district they made a camp with all of the food that they found and extra backpacks of the other the first 10, 13 children that died at the beginning of the games. That their supplies and so goes to the little camp, but she notices that the those the champions made a trap throughout all around they got it. One of the people from District Three that deal with electronics to make a trap mines, mm-hmm. make a minefield, a minefield, mm-hmm. and essentially it's again it's this big thing of bait. Mm-hmm. But it's also their extra supplies. And there's also this ginger girl from District 5 that they call her Foxface, which is very mean. But, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's shown that she's very smart as she presses buttons, but it's more of a memory game. Yeah. And uh, she just hops, 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 grabs a little backpack, hops away. And while that's distracting, Katniss sees this convenient bag of apples. Yes. It's just hanging. Mm -hmm. And... Hits the bag a little bit, and then, of course, she does the... Takes a breath, takes her time, because it's shown that Katniss is very skilled, but she's also... When she fires super quickly and isn't concentrating, 
yeah, she misses. Mm -hmm. But the second time, hits the bag long, uh, tears a hole big enough to where mm -hmm. the apples come down, and then starts a chain reaction, and kaboom! Mm -hmm. Blows the whole stockpile open. And then you hear, like, this ringing. In the books, you actually, she loses her hearing for a little bit, because she was mm -hmm. so close to the explosion. Mm -hmm. And we see, like, again, when shaky cam is used, it should be used for when um, it's to cause confusion, chaos, mm -hmm. or generally, like, to make you feel disoriented. And in this movie, it works. Mm -hmm. I wish they did it a little bit less, but they did it, like, because sometimes it's very hard to see like what's clearly happening but here we we mm -hmm. see she's just disoriented and is getting up and the careers come back because rue created fires to distract them and they come back and they killed the district three kid uh just kato snaps his neck immediately because kato's this a is big like the dude. second third kid that he has killed snapping snapping the the neck yeah, because they established, I mean, this dude is massive, too. He's mm -hmm. very much bigger than the rest of them. And mm -hmm. um, Katniss then goes out and tries to find Rue, and she's freed from a trap, and I was like, oh, you know that's just bait. But while that's happening, Jack Quaid throws, he, he's the spear thrower. He throws a spear and misses, and she immediately Puts bow and arrow straight into his chest. He dies. Mm -hmm. But the spear hit Rue. Mm -hmm. And this is actually a very well done, very sad scene. Yeah. Um, I also hit me by surprise when I was seeing this. And I was like, oh no, I like that girl. I thought she was still gonna... They were just like, ah. And they're getting the, the, whole, the whole spear out of her. And, and she's like... Uh, I, I love that she's dying, but she's like, a, please, you have to promise me you're not going to still make it. And then kind of like, I promise you that I that I will. And I was like, did you make it to the camp? And I was like, yes, yes, I made it. And then, and then she dies. But I love the detail that before Rue dies, all of the other children, we just leave them, see their bodies just lying there. We know not even a blanket on top of them, just there. The director focuses on that on a lot in the first scene of the silent scene. That's my second favorite scene of the whole movie, the silent scene. Seeing all of the children, how they die in a different ways, but not even like a blanket or not even the game master puts something to to cover that. But then I love that Kenneth takes her time to put flowers around her to make it like a beautiful, kind of like a, kind of like a funeral for her. Nice little memorial. I like that little detail that she took her time to do that because she really cared about Rue in the game. And then we cut to District 11, which is the agriculture uh, district where they make all the rice and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in th this movie, um, it's mainly black people. So when PETA said the line, uh, oh, looks like you got a little shadow because, you know, Rue always is following her. I'm also like, uh, PETA, that's also inadvertently racist yeah i was gonna say that i was like I no, it was not the intention i know it was not the intention but i'm like isn't that racist yeah and like... the other district 11 kid thresh dude is a big guy mm -hmm. and you think katniss is stoic and like in the books thresh is even worse but Ooh. uh he's also 
Uh, like, like he's like the big dude, and it's the juxtaposition because there's this little tiny girl, and then this big dude, and you don't really see Thresh that much in the movie. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a lot of details and stuff from the books that make it so much more lived in and stuff. Mm-hmm. They still get a lot, and uh, while that's happening, basically District Eleven causes a riot, and what's known mm-hmm. as the Peacekeepers have to come in and basically stormtroopers mm-hmm. they come in and they have to hose them down and arrest them and start beating it's like watching i mean it's just rioting and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah definitely not topical no definitely not for any reason whatsoever mm-hmm. anyway uh snow we keep cutting to him talking with uh west bentley mm-hmm. and he's just like hey dude you're letting this get out of hand. You better get this under control or your mm-hmm. ass is next. But he, Hamish, sees an opportunity and he suggests to change the rules to allow two winners, mm-hmm. provided they're, same, they're from the same district because he to wants love story. to sell the love story and also to protect Katniss and Peeta. Mm-hmm. He's just like, the, call it young love. Mm-hmm. He does convince him too. And then... Katniss finds Peta wounded and he's making this stupid face and he's like he, he looks like like a like like an avocado an avocado or like the rock biter from Neverending Story because he yes! blended in so well he's making like this stupid face and it's just like it's like man that just looks ridiculous but mm-hmm. she manages, they go to a cave, mm-hmm. and, uh... Mm-hmm. And, oh, and another... then Katniss is, sees, her, sees his wound, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so hurt. And oh like, yeah, and sh- we saw earlier that Hamish secured a sponsor for Katniss to get some burn ointment, so that's how she, her leg is healing up mm-hmm. very nicely. And then she's like, uh, I was like, uh, I heard about that they changed the rule. And I'm like, uh, but then Peter, and uh, Peter's like, uh, no, I want you to stay here with me. I want you to take, I don't, I don't want you to die, babe, Katniss. I was like, uh, I, I care about you. And then she's like, uh, I know I care about too. And just gives, gives, Katniss gives a little kiss on the cheek for Peter for him to feel better. And I love that Katniss hears from afar the little beeping thing of the gift, the little, like, little balloon. And opens the thing up, and I was like, and the Peter's like, is that medicine? I was like, no, it's a soup. But then Candace reads the, 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 the note that says, do you call that a kiss, H? <laughs> hey, Mitch. Yeah. And uh, so, well, that's happening. Um, oh, yeah. Another announcement says that it promises what each survivor needs the most will be provided at the cornucopia mm-hmm. the next morning. So there are two from District 2, Fox, um, Cato, and Clove. Um then there's Foxface, mm-hmm. and then there's from District Five, Thresh from Eleven, and then Katniss and Peeta. So there's only six left. Mm-hmm. We're in the final six. So they go to the Katniss goes to the cornucopia and has to get medicine for him, but she's ambushed by Clove, who is very good with throwing knives. And for a little girl like like in height, mm-hmm. she manages to do very well. But then of course. She starts monologuing. Yes. Like, oh, now we're going to kill you. And I'm just like, you should never do that. Just kill her. You're she in had Candace 
control, like literally by the throat. And by the throat, a fucking like a, the, the the knife, and I'm like, girl, you had her in a civil platter. That's also the thing is that they established that District One and Two they're, they're very, very arrogant. They're very arrogant. Proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pride is often a fatal flaw, guys. Mm-hmm. Pride comes before the falls. Just that's a life lesson for you, my dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is Thresh, because she's bragging about, oh, you know that little girl? We killed her. And then Thresh is just like, did you kill her? And Thresh is twice her size. So, of course, what he does, he smashes her head against the cornucopia so hard it breaks her neck. Mm-hmm. And it kills her. And she's just yelling, Kato! Kato! And so then another boom. Mm-hmm. Now we got the final five. And then the guy said, I was like, uh, this is just for, this is only for once. Twelve. Yeah. I'm only for Rue. For Rue. And then the medicine helps heal PETA, who had a, once again, a nasty cut on the leg. Really they, nasty. Yeah, but I really like how it, like the wounds and stuff, they're not, they're not sugar-coated. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love how the, how the director shows it, like, shows really, like, uh, you can even see the bone of Pita between, uh, between all of the meat, and then they, they feel like uh, Pita is like, come on, please, I, I want you to stay here, I didn't even tell you to go and get me the mess, I was like, yeah, but I care about you, and this is the moment when Katniss goes into, like, the real kiss, and Rio, really awesome, and I love Gail, just looking at it for Super Joe's like, Oh, yeah, for such poor Gale. districts, they get, like, these projector, these Apple-looking projectors. Really small. Yeah, but they, they seem to be, like, standard issue. They're kind of like film projectors. And then yeah. Gail looks on, and he's literally just there just to stare and be the supportive best friend and to look good and, you know, be Liam Hemsworth, who is... Again, twice the size of Josh Hutcherson. He's like 6'3". Mm-hmm. And um, while that's happening... Oh, yeah, and Candace and Peta are in a bit of a romantic mood, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sort of snuggling up against together. Cuddling. Who knows? There might have been a little bumping and grinding. Just, mm-hmm. you know, how teenagers are. And then Peta say, I ain't hotter than you said it to the no, screen. No, but they also do it just for warmth <laughs> as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. it does provide a practical uh, use. Mm-hmm. And then while hunting for food, Katniss hears another cannon go. And it turns out, she because she's actually concerned about PETA at this point. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you like PETA. You, yes. You're rooting for this guy. Because he's mm-hmm. just a good, very humble, like you said, dude. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a good person. I think that's the biggest problem is you end up liking PETA more than Katniss. And Katniss is our main character. And you wish that Peta was the, the protagonist. Yes, I yeah, do agree because with that Because he's much more likable. Mm-hmm. Because you want your main character to be likable. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the problem with Lord of the Rings as well, because Sam ends up being the best character. Yes. And I mean, as good... I mean, Frodo's a good character. Mm-hmm. But nothing compared to Sam. Even and Sam is better than Aragorn. And, like, talking about ranking the heroes of, of the franchise? Well, it's because Sam literally saved everyone's asses multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about Lord of the Rings. We'd One be day. here forever. And we're not going to do a play-by-play of Lord of the Rings. That would be, like, eight hours for every episode. <laughs> well, the only additions. What they do <laughs> discover is Foxface the very collected uh, 
deadly nightlock berries. Mm -hmm. And so she was poisoned by these berries. And then she's just like, Peter, you know, those are nightlock. And he's just like, oh, I didn't know. To be fair, those berries do look very good. Like, they look put good. Them a, put them in a pie or something, and you're in just a yogurt. Like, or a yogurt that, that yeah. would work. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that that Candace was like, "I'm gonna grab some." I was like, "Why are you grabbing some?" I was like, "What if Kato likes berries?" Yeah. Also, it's a Chekhov's gun. It, 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 is, it a, is, but it's also kind of smart because it's like we could use them for later. Mm -hmm. But then when that happens, uh, they release. Well, there's no other way to describe them, but the, the dogs, dogs from, from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the same thing. All I just kept thinking was Zoo. Zoo. And uh, there no, is no the, can. It's only Zoo. They're the genetically modified mutts. In the mm -hmm. books, they added a detail where their eyes look like the dead tributes to really mess with their heads. Oh, that yeah. That would have been cool. That's a good, film. Oh, and by the way, those people in the backgrounds in the or in the background in the capital, those are called Avoxes. Those are people who have had their tongues taken out and are forced to be slaves. Oh yeah, the punishments for the capital are very cruel. They often do not fit the crime. Damn. But that's something I love about this series is how creative this world's punishments are. And it's also a little bit seeped in real life. Oh, you're already giving too much material that is going to be in a TV show. Wasn't that, wasn't that the plan to do a Hunger Games TV show in a bit? I don't know. I don't care. But what <laughs> happens is Thresh ends up getting killed off screen, mm -hmm. of course. And uh, now we have three survivors, Katniss, Peta, and Kato. And, and the finale. And the finale, day. because, of course, they go to the top of the cornucopia roof. Mm -hmm. And Kato's got Peta in a headlock, and he's using him as a human shield. And we actually get a moment with Kato where we humanize him. Because here he was like, throughout the movie, he's seen as like big man on campus, big bully. The asshole. The asshole. But here he's just like, you know, like do demented, it. demented, but also like, like humiliated. He's just, like, he's just tired. He's tired, and he, yeah. And like, he's like, you know, go ahead. It doesn't matter. And he's you're like, gonna win. You're gonna win. Uh, and he's just like, is that what you want? But then he's also like, no, I have to do this. That's all I was made for, right? Killing. So it really humanizes him. You're like, oh, shit. No, and I like the like, tension that we focus on the hand that he's almost about to twist Peter's neck. Yeah, and Peter just points to his, his uh, uh, the middle of his hand, mm -hmm. like with his pointer finger. He's just like, you know, shoot here. Mm -hmm. And so she does. Shoots the arrow through his hand, manages to... And knock Peter him over. Him. Yes, and knock him over the side where the dogs are eating him. Yeah, eating him. Again, in the books, it's worse because they describe it as Cato got mauled all night into the morning. I was going to say that. So in the book, Candace doesn't get the final blow? No, no, she does. Oh, but okay. Before that, they just. He just just getting mauled all night long into the morning. They could hear him screaming so all Candace night. So Candace and Peter, they just waited until... They thought that the dogs would kill him, but no, they didn't. And it was incredibly... It's, it's incredibly slow. And they get nightmares from it. They still hear Kato screaming and stuff. That's but nice here, I mean, it's still pretty brutal. Yeah, because, you know, he's getting mutilated by these mm -hmm. terrible CGI dogs. Uh -huh. 
and he's just like, you know, end me, and so she does. Mm-hmm. It's still done, It's but it's done a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, oh, uh, you know that rule change? Because they're like, hey, we're the last two standing, and we're in the same mm-hmm. district. Yeah, yeah, you know that rule change? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to change it back. We're so doing a rewrite of the screen. Just, just kill each other. Yeah. And then Katniss is just like, fuck that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just... Let's eat the nightlock together. And Peter's like, "What are you crazy?" And Romeo offers, and Juliet he's style. Just like, he's like, "Look, just kill me and mm-hmm. go home. One of us has to go home." Good dude, that Peter Malark. Mm-hmm. And then as they're about to do it, and then uh, um, the game is like, like no, "No, no, no!" He's like, "Stop, stop, stop!" Okay, fine. You guys are your co-winners. All right. And then afterwards, Hamish is just like. Um, they're not happy because you defied them. Yeah, she's just like, oh, but that was for love, and he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. That they're gonna notice your light. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you better be prepared because they're not just coming for you; they're coming out uh, after everyone that you love. And when you learn about Hamish's backstory, not in these movies, but if you look up Hamish's backstory, he very much knows what he's talking about. because that's how he won his hunger games was he used uh it was the last tribute and he used that tribute there was a force field Mm -hmm. in his that would bounce stuff off of you know the force field and hamish used that to trick the other tribute into killing himself with his own weapon and so he basically used the capital's own defensive stuff against them and he made them look like idiots but as a punishment for that he lost his mother his younger sister and his best friend because snow executed them and that's the reason why Hamish has become a drunk and so cynical and stuff his impression yeah yeah but you can also that's another reason why is because he's very much like katniss mm-hmm. who's very defiant but then as a punishment he lost everything like I said, Hamish is the best character for me. And it's the hero's journey thing of like sometimes the hero, the master, replace something that the hero could become. And this is not in the movie because that they don't have, have been enough a cool time. Thing to know in the movie. That would have been ah, the reserving that for the whole point of I'm trying to make is just read these damn books. Yes, they're, I, they're very good. Damn, I'm really getting convinced right now. But yeah, and so with Hamish is telling this, and then we see Seneca. Uh, the game master getting taken to a room, beautiful room though. It looked like a museum from Paris, and in the middle, it's just a couple berries. The nightlock berries. Mm-hmm. Now, in the book, they just say that they executed him, but they never said how. So this is something that I like. Okay, is that this was made exclusively for the movie? Very poetic, and it is very poetic that he would die by that, and. Then Hamish tells Katniss, okay, so during your interview, you just got to make it seem like it was for love. You Mm got to convince everybody that you did it out of love, not to start a rebellion. Mm -hmm. And then they do that, and they're still selling this uh, lover's thing. I mean, it is reality TV, so Mm -hmm. people eat that shit up. And then afterwards, Snow gives them, like in Roman and Greek times, a laurel wreath. Mm-hmm. Like they won the Olympics or something, and he's just like, "Huh, nice pin." Mm-hmm. And he's very much giving her like the side eye, like, "I'm watching you. You better 
back up. Like Papa thing, we'll see you carry with great purpose. Yeah, but <laughs> like Snow, you can tell he acts sort of. He's very calm. Mm-hmm. He never raises his voice, but you you fear this man because you're like, oh yeah, he will. He will cut anyone's throat and then he'll throw you in the trash. It's very Palpatine esque. Mm-hmm. And he is, he's not an idiot. He's mm-hmm. very perceptive. And you, you understand why, yeah, even as an old man, this guy is still in power. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they go home and they return as heroes. And then while that's happening, Snow is watching them and he's just like, all right. We'll see you in the sequel. In the sequel, yeah. And then it ends during the credits with that stupid Taylor Swift song that became very popular. The safe and sound song. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything about Taylor Swift. I think she's great. The fact that she's become one of the most famous people. We don't want the Swifties to to kill us. Yes, be careful with the Swifties. No, I don't give a crap about the Swifties. I'm just being honest. I'm just saying that I respect the hell out of her. Mm hmm. And she's very talented. I just don't think that she's Jesus Christ, like the, some of the Swifties think that oh, she yeah, is. Oh, yeah, that is true. That That's too far. Some people go a little too far. Mm-hmm. I understand excitement, but sometimes they go just, just a tad too far. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, it, it's it's fine music, mm-hmm. but it's and if it changed your life, great. But for me, I'm like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's catchy. She made more money than Spider-Man No Way Home. She makes more money than anybody. No, but also music. because of the concert movie. I like that. I, li- I like that the concert movie is making so much records and it hasn't even come out yet. Well, it did At the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, it came out. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it's going to make a crap ton of money. Same thing with the Beyonce movie. Oh, yeah, that it just got announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, beyond the Beehive mm-hmm. or Bayhive. Um, if you can channel that energy into stuff gaga made a movie made a concert movie god damn it gaga. That. but uh yeah that was the hunger games i like this movie still a lot when I mean, that there's movie, so the... many details that we didn't talk about i but... know when this movie came out i saw it like three times when it came out i really liked it a lot this is the, this is the first one so you're trying to tell me is that you really enjoy seeing children murdered yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, this movie was made for me. It's a YA, has a romance, you have to select a ship, and the taboo thing that children got murdered. And an for interesting me, building a lot of subtext. It's a franchise made for me. <laughs> for me, I had read the books prior. Mm-hmm. And I think they got... I mean, there were obvious changes and stuff mm-hmm. that they left out. They left out some really cool stuff, but I understand it's an adaptation. For an adaptation, it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the pacing is very weird. Sometimes it gets very slow, and this is like almost two and a half hours. And I read that Susan Collins wrote, wrote part of the screenplay, so yeah, she the did, author was did, there. She was very much involved with these movies, mm-hmm. and I think that it was a very good job. There are some scenes word for word that are taken straight from the book as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of shaky cam. It feels very much like a low budget blockbuster, you know? Like it, I it saw didn't, that it was it 70 million. 
yeah, it didn't cost like $300 million for like reshoots or whatever mm-hmm. because test audiences didn't like it. No, it spent like a good like 70, $80 million. Mm-hmm. And most of it was for uh, the sets and the makeup and stuff. The production, again, is really cool. You feel like this is a lived-in world. Mm-hmm. And the whole mythology is interesting, knowing that it's reflective of actual like people. It, its influences are there, and it's not a direct ripoff. It's very mm-hmm. like Roman-Greek yeah. influence, and that's not an accident. A lot of the characters' names were reflective of their uh roman mainly mm-hmm. counterparts it's, it's a good first step in a three-part story that inevitably gets dragged into four parts also i do agree with you i think also it feels choppy i think maybe the movie maybe had like maybe like they cut maybe like a good 20 minutes of it even though that's the thing, I do agree with that the pacing feels weird in the middle of the movie, and I'm like, where are we getting to the games? Oh, okay, we're already getting to the games. Like, the pacing is really weird sometimes. I do agree with that, too. But the performances are great. When you get to the games, I'm like, oh, like, you feel the tension and the suspense and everything. Um, I still like this movie a lot. I will give this movie a nine. It's a really good movie. Pretty high. Um... I'll give it seven and a half. It's not quite amazing, but it's not terrible by any means. It's mm-hmm. very much like, okay. And it's a good introduction to the franchise. Mm-hmm. Next week, I remember that not only is it the best book, but it's the best movie. Yes. That is The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Once yeah. again, we're carrying on the theme of fire. That just seems... Maybe because we're fire. Yeah. <laughs> also because we're finally talking about Francis Lawrence. He's a really interesting director. Oh, yes. Definitely a departure from Gary Ross. Mm-hmm. The fact that Tobey Maguire was not Hey Mitch in this movie is kind of surprising. Because Gary oh. Ross, the director of Hunger Games, did Pleasantville and Seabiscuit. Mm-hmm. And Reese Witherspoon could have been Ebby, Effie. She would have been a pretty good Effie. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But, but until yeah. then, mm-hmm. where can the good people find you? You can find me at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at RobertRDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS pod on Twitter. Give us a nice review on Apple, Spotify, and the other ones that you really. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. And you can also follow me on Instagram at BillyBadSenseLightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main show, Twitter, at SYNSPod, as well as listen to and just give us a five-star and write a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as listen on Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify for podcasters, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Hoo-hoo!